Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today I have a special guest. Connie Bowman is with me, and she is one of our recent Gold Loopers, who I think has a very inspiring story, at least to me. Um, so hopefully a lot of you out there will think that as well. And she's going to share the story of her Great Loop, um, which she started with her husband, Bill. Um, and he unfortunately uh, became ill and passed away before they finished. But Connie went ahead and finished it on her own. So we're going to talk to her about that experience a little bit. Before I officially introduce Connie into the conversation, I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral Level sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage those listening to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Connie, welcome to Great Loop Radio. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a bit of a rainy day here where I'm at, so but it's nice. Well, it's I'm, I'm in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and it's quite hot. <laughs> so I know you're in Michigan, so a little bit of cooler rain actually sounds pretty pleasant right about now. <laughs> it, um, it, uh, so, it does cool down. We've had good weather. Oh, good. That's good to hear because I know a lot of loopers are actually on Lake Michigan right now. So, so good to hear there's some good weather out that way. Um, I wanted to have you join us on Great Loop Radio, as you know, because you posted about your completion in the forum, as most loopers do when they finish the Great Loop. But your story was a little bit different than most. And as I said, I thought it was was pretty inspiring. Um, You did lose Bill um, during the Great Loop um, when he grew ill. So... uh, and decided to finish it on your own, which I think is really incredible. I don't think there are a lot of women out there who are really strong enough to do that. So I commend you for that. But let's kind of start from the beginning. You and Bill had planned to do the loop, of course, the entire thing together. How long did you plan for the Great Loop? Well, we've we've done a fair bit of sailing. Before we bought our Nordic tug, we, um, uh, we had a sailboat, a 40-foot sailboat, and we've done – We've really been fortunate to be able to travel quite a bit uh, per year, uh, five seasons, and circumnavigated Lake Superior. We love it up there. It's a great, great uh, wilderness-type anchorages and so on. And then we decided, okay, we've done Lake Superior. Now what are we going to do? And we went out the St. Lawrence Seaway to Nova Scotia. And uh, that was a fantastic trip. And we ended up leaving our boat for four seasons in uh, Sydney, Cape Breton Island. And we would go out every uh, season. We'd go out in May and um, we would cruise all of the area of Nova Scotia, um, Newfoundland, circumnavigated Newfoundland one time, was in Labrador, sailed with um, whales and um, icebergs. (laughs) <laughs> quite exciting wow. actually uh, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and then uh, in 2008 we brought our sailboat back home and then we just you know tootled around the lakes and so on and so forth but always looking forward to something else to do our children are grown mm-hmm. and have their families and so on so uh, we said we heard about the great loop and um Gosh, that sounds like something we'd like to do. So we, um, I think it was in 2013, we um, actually drove down to Joe Wheeler and attended a rendezvous 
to get information. We were blown away by the number of people there and the number of folks <laughs> yeah. that were in transit. I, mm-hmm. I, it was and it, it was just, uh, we were very pleased to have done that because we learned a lot. Uh, that's the kind of sailing, especially the um, western rivers, that we'd never done. And um, with Great Lakes cruising, it's, um, it's open water, a lot of open water. Mm-hmm. And here we were going to tackle this uh, different kind of navigation in the rivers and so on and mm-hmm. encounter... Um, Tugs and toes and all that kind of thing. So that's right. We 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 prepared a long time before. Yeah, well, we left in two thousand very seasoned. Yeah, very seasoned cruisers beforehand, um, and of course, coming to a rendezvous gets you some details about the parts that you weren't so familiar with. Um, so you left. You said in two thousand fourteen, uh, and you started from where? We started um, in uh, Detour Village. Uh, that's in the up, on the east end of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, we have a cabin there, and um, Bill's favorite place in all the world. So we thought that was apropos to to uh, start. We bought, we sold our sailboat in 2013, no, 2012, I believe, and um, bought our Nordic tug and uh, brought it over to Detour, and we left July of. Um, 2014. So So while the two of you were on that Nordic tug and you were doing the Great Loop, what were some of the best experiences that you had on that part of the trip? Well, you know, that's hard to say because Mm -hmm. uh, we were excited to, you know, when you think about the entire loop, it's it's mind-boggling. And so we were excited to take part and start in that. But like everyone else has said, it's it's the people and the cruisers that you meet. You're always looking for the white flag. And um, mm-hmm. uh, but I think some of the highlights um, was um, being anchored alongside the river and uh, the Tennessee River, and it was sort of a huge S curve, and it was foggy. And we were traveling with another boat, Greek Folly, and um, we were anchored. And we could see, fortunately, we had our radar and AIS, and we could see two tugs approaching, one from each end of this S curve. And that was the most exciting thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure that was quite exciting. You know, so. But they were uh, so gracious, and one tug, in fact, they they were coming at a pace where you would meet right where we were anchored. And so we called them. It was night. I turned on my spotlight to delineate our boat. And right away when we called, he said, oh, we have you. We see you both. Uh, not to worry. And the one tug pulled oh, very off to the side and let the other pass. It was a fantastic experience. But yeah, um, that is a neat experience. Was, wow. Yeah, Thanksgiving in Caravelle with at Sea Quarters Marina. There were four boats of us traveling together at that time, and we were preparing our little Thanksgiving celebration. And you know, um, at some of the other marinas down the way there at Caravelle, 
they'd walk by and see us. We were having a great time. We'd sit on that great big deck of sea quarters in those colored rocking chairs. It was just unique. And they all came mm-hmm. to Thanksgiving. We ended up with, I think, 11 boats quarters brought us um, a, a roasted turkey, a boiled turkey, you know, a boiled and oiled turkey, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And a great like a deep fried, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable celebration. I mean, it was a camaraderie that I'm sure everyone on this loop has experienced. It's it was fantastic. Such fun! Another what a great experience. Did, another great thing was um, uh, when we were in uh, Marathon, uh, we found a quaint little marina, uh, not the crowded. Uh, uh, place at Bukit, but we took a trip with a couple other boats that were there and went to Fort Jefferson in the Dry Tortugas. That was a great experience for a side trip. So mm-hmm. I I can't, you know, that's all kinds, of, all kinds of things are great. <laughs> yeah, well, and those are all great experiences that um, the current loopers are about to have as they're getting getting ready to start down the river system. So those are some great examples. Um, so. During the loop, of course, you did take a break to deal with some health issues. Where did you stop? Where did you leave the boat? Um, how far well, into the trip were you at that point? Right. We got um, in June of 2015, which was over a year, we had gotten as far as Harrington Harbor. That's about 30 miles south of Annapolis in the Chesapeake Bay. And um, we put the boat up on the hard there, and we had to uh, initially – um, Bill's problem was his back. It, it was just becoming unbearable. So we went home. Actually, um, our daughter lives in Wilmington, Delaware, and that's not too far from where we were. And we got an appointment in Pennsylvania. Anyway, as it goes on, uh, we went back home and uh, doctoring and physical therapy and so on, and he started to feel better. So we came back to the boat. Well, we knew at that time that was like the end of July, might have even been in September. No, <laughs> you know it's all becoming a blur. But um, in the okay. meantime, we we in the meantime we had decided long before this back issue business we were going to sell the house in Lapeer. We had eleven acres and a beautiful home, and it was just too big and. Well, we closed it up every year to go cruising and sailing, and we loved Cape Canaveral, so we decided we were going to move to Florida. So we, in the meantime, through all this doctoring and PT and so on, we sold the house, um, went back to Florida, moved into uh, our home there, <clears throat> and um, then things went bad to worse and uh, we had to go back and this ended up being in 2016 so the boat we didn't do any looping so to speak the whole year of 2016 uh, Mm -hmm. as it happened so as it happened Bill had surgery in February um, of 2016 and then we went back to Florida after he recovered and dug PT and then we finished PT and stuff there and he was doing well and there were still some issues so back to Michigan mm-hmm. in July um, 
that we had an appointment with uh, the surgeon and pain management doctor and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And, and so. Yes, and and sadly, uh, Bill did pass in 2016, and we're sorry for your loss on that. I know it was a very difficult loss, but you did decide to continue on with the loop. Um, what led you to that decision to go on and, and finish it without Bill? Well, you know, it's something that we 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 have been together 53 years, and we planned this, wanted to do it. Bill was excited about so many things in parts of the loop, and especially uh, he was interested in the mechanics of the, uh, some of the locks on the Trent Severn and, and mm-hmm. uh, traveling through uh, New Jersey and so on and so forth. And I just, I mean, I immediately, I immediately told my kids, I got five of them, that I said, I'm finishing the loop. I said, I don't know when, but I am going to finish it. And uh, mm-hmm. oh man, they they balked at that a little bit, you know, <laughs> the concern for me. And I said, Joel, sure. Mom, you can't do it. You can't do. It. I remember I heard one of them say, you know, when they say, Oh, she can't do that by herself. She can't. Do it. She says, What are we gonna do? Tie her up in a chair? <laughs> and uh, I'm not a person you're gonna tie up in a chair. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I can so, definitely um, see that that would be the case. <laughs> So anyway, um, that's I decided immediately, and there was no question, no question about it. Yeah, so that's that's just such an amazing spirit that you have to go on and do that. So I'm going to take a quick break and play a message from one of our sponsors, and then I'd like to talk a little bit more about how you did finish this amazing journey um, yourself, how you prepared, um, you know, how your children came to accept the fact that you were going, whether they were pleased with it or not. Um, So we will play that message, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you. Did you know that every mile of the Great Loop is covered by both the Waterway Guide and Skipper Bob? Use them to plan your Great Loop cruise and learn about the places you can visit. In the cockpit, important navigation info is always ready at your side, plus marina listings, anchorages, services, and so much more. Each Skipper Bob and Waterway Guide is updated yearly, and waterwayguide.com and skipperbob.net keep you current with navigation alerts, cruising news, fuel prices, and special deals. With the Waterway Guide and Skipper Bob at the helm, you'll always be on course. Order yours today at the AGLCA ship store at greatloop.org. Waterway Guide and Skipper Bob are proud sponsors at the Admiral level with AGLCA. We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Connie Bowman. Connie is one of our newest gold loopers. Um, And if you've been listening, Connie and her husband Bill started Great Loop together. Um, Bill sadly passed before they were able to finish, and and Connie went ahead and finished that on her own. Connie, before we continue, um, I should have asked you earlier on, what is the name of your boat? Because so many loopers know each other by that boat name rather than uh, the first and last name. Well, I agree with that. That's how I remember. Simpatico. Simpatico. We had had the opportunity to live it. We had 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 the opportunity to live in Italy for some time, and um, Simpatico is, you know, conducive of um, pleasant, pleasing personality, uh, and that's what my all of our boats have been. Mm-hmm. Sounds perfect. So many of you loopers out there probably saw Simpatico out there in 2015 and then again in 2017, very recently. Um, 
So, Connie, when you decided that you were going to continue and you were going to finish the loop, what did you do to prepare for the, how different the trip would be when you were doing it on your own? Well, I guess uh, after 2016, getting through Thanksgiving and Christmas and so on, it comes January, and I knew that I was going to do it, and I decided to do it in 2017. So I got all my charts I got all the information I could. I read uh, and I plotted the course. Uh, I created a calendar. And uh, every second, or I guess every third day, I sort of averaged, figured it out at 50 50 miles a day, some day. And then every third day was a layover. So it, uh, and then I took my calendar to all my, friends and family and said, okay, I need, I need crew. Who's going to sign up? So mm-hmm. um, it, uh, that part of it was kind of fun. And I managed to get crew, all crew of, from sailing friends and boating friends. And uh, in fact, one was a neighbor right across the street in Florida, wonderful people. And uh uh, he volunteered to do a couple of weeks with me. So that worked out. It worked out fantastic. Every crew was uh, competent, and it was fun. Now, for me personally, I started to um, clean the boat. I went from stem to stern, inside, outside. I went through every locker, every um, um box to check to see what I had in um, parts and filters and inventoried everything, got to know the boat, made sure the boat was clean. Our boat is very, very clean anyway, but I did it specifically to learn in my own mind. I always uh, um, helped Bill with with every um, chore that we had on the boat. I, I've helped him change impeller, you know, handing, not doing it exactly, but changing impellers in the generator. <clears throat> Fortunately, we haven't had to change the impeller in the engine when we were traveling. Um, changing filters, all that, I had, I had a, a brisk knowledge of it because I'd hand him tools and so he didn't have to climb in and out of the, the bilge and so on. But I went to seminars. I went to, in fact, one of your, I went to one of your, Captain Chris, I think he's a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to one of his seminars. And then I went to boat shows and I attended all those seminars. I read all the manuals for the generator, the motor, uh, everything. I mean, I studied (laughs) intensely. And Mm -hmm. in all the time, I didn't think, Maybe this isn't going to happen. Maybe I'm not going to be able to do it. But I did. I hauled. I had the boat hauled. I kept the boat uh, in Merritt Island at Harbor Town Marina, um, nice facility. And uh, we hauled the boat and uh, redid the bottom, changed all the zincs, checked everything. Uh, I was very thorough. And uh, April 18th, 2017, I cast off my lines and uh, started my loop. And I, I, I haven't looked back. I haven't looked back. Yeah. 
there's so many things, Connie, that I think is so inspiring about what you just said. Um, you know, one is how much of a partner you were with Bill in the whole undertaking, um, you know, how you all along the way kind of educated yourself and made sure you, you knew enough about the boat. Um, but then taking on such a learning experience to make sure that you could do those same things on your own. Um, you know, I wish regardless of the circumstances, I wish there would be more loopers who would do that because I think it's so important. Um, and I do also think it's very inspiring how your family and friends came together and were able to provide crew for you to finish the adventure. I think it's just really um, just warms my heart to hear that. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, tell us about, you know, the experience of completing this dream that you shared with Bill. What was it like when you actually crossed your wake? Well, um, I was doing the Trent Severn with um, a dear friend from um, Atlanta, Georgia. And we talked a lot about how close I was getting to the completion. And he left uh, Port Severn. He, he left in Port Severn and a daughter joined me there. And we finished the last lock of the Port Severn, number 45, mm-hmm. and um, headed up through the Georgian Bay small boat channel. And I was getting really excited because for years prior to doing the loop, we had cruised the Georgian Bay and the North Channel with many friends um, over the years where our kids grew up and so on. And when I reached, I think it was the Bing Inlet of the, at the east end of the Georgian Bay, we anchored that night. The sunset was fantastic. The next morning, the Georgian Bay was flat (laughs) and sweet. (laughs) And I was on my way and I, I felt a euphoria at that time. And the closer we got, the more comfortable I became that I was coming home. Mm-hmm. Such, such a great story. What What do you think Bill would say um, to you, knowing that you had finished this dream? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he was with me every moment. Um, yeah. He He would say... I knew you could do it. Oh, so and sweet. Thank you. So inspiring. <laughs> um, and and when we uh, we approached um, Detour Harbor, uh, well, first of all, I took <clears throat> I took a pass past our cabin, which is right on the St. Mary's River, just down the way from the marina, and I went real close and I said, "I brought her home, Bill," <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Then we 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 crossed the wake, and there was um, uh, another daughter. Oh, excuse me. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, My my second daughter Sandra had joined me, as I said, in Port Port Severn, and she she um, left the boat at Little Current, and my youngest daughter and her friend joined me at Little Current and crossed our wake. She wanted to be the one mm-hmm. to cross the wake. She's the sailor in my 
entourage of children. <laughs> and, uh, we, we had a wonderful time. And when we arrived, Sandra and her husband, who had been with me, Sandra had been with they were standing on the dock taking pictures. Sandy hands me a bouquet of flowers. I We took the picture of crossing the loop and changing the flag over. And I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I have... I have completed the journey and I have come to an inner peace and an acceptance of all this. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I I was always kind of embarrassed about telling people, but sometimes I couldn't help it, telling people the situation, <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, all is well. Well, like I all said, I, well. I think it's, it's inspirational. Um, and I love that you found that peace. Um, and, and such a, a beautiful moment that you shared with us about crossing your wake. And I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I know it's probably uh, somewhat difficult to do so, but you just described it so beautifully. And I'm really thankful that you were willing to share that with us. Um, just one more question for you. Um, what would you say to loopers who are hesitant or, or potential loopers who are hesitant to take on some of the challenges of doing the great loop? Well, I've heard a lot of reasons uh, why uh, they waited or they're going to, I've heard a lot of reasons. And in my estimation, if the biggest reason has been children and grandchildren. And I can fully understand that. But we can always, you can always fly home. You can always put the boat up and go get that fix. Don't wait. Don't wait. We have sailed and cruised for years with sailboat and otherwise. We'd close the house up in May and come back in September when we were in the northern areas. On this loop, we just kept going. We put the boat up and come, come home. Your children are growing, have their lives. They don't come and visit all that hope. Why sit at home when you want to do this? If it's a dream, follow it do it share it love it and do it just do it such great advice all those reasons thank you again taken care of you're you're 100 percent correct well thank you so much i i um connie thank thank you you. yeah thank you again for sharing your story um it really is a beautiful story and i think you've inspired a lot of people today so thank you for sharing your time we so much appreciate it thank you To our listeners, we appreciate you joining us today. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.